everybody. Hello. Happy hump day. I think I see the sun coming out. Um, we've got it a was full on out today, Julia. Was full, it? It was. Yeah, it, it was. It I was, was wearing my sunglasses. I forgot. This, I feel morning, like it, this morning it was a little cloudy. Yeah, it was, but, yeah. but my goodness, the sunrise over in Woodbury. The red sky to the to the east was incredible. And not just in Woodbury, everywhere east of you. Yeah, I know it. <laughs> but it was so, I always look over there and I go, Julia's got quite a sunrise. Because it I looks like it's sunset. Oh, okay. I face the west, which got I love it. and would never, ever give up. Right. But the east is the key. Yeah, I have two different views, depending. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Where, where you are looking out a window. That's Anyway, right. we were looking out a store window in Hastings. And this morning I was looking through all the... Things and that was just a fun broadcast day and so fun people stop out. I we like being out in the wild. We're only out in the wild three times a year. We totally like it. We are gonna be a week from Thursday or tomorrow at the new beautiful Hudson location of Hammernix. Mm -hmm. And it's right off ninety-four and Carmichael, right there on the north side of the road. Yeah, we are never over in that side of town santa is going to be there too so if you have kids we'd love it if you stop by and say hi we're gonna have fun very fun oh lordy anyway but we did uh find out sad news this morning Mm -hmm. Uh, we used the words you know legend and icon but norman lear passed away um last night at the age of 101 and just a year ago he was making the rounds he was doing this campaign with george takai and Marla Gibbs, who I, is that Lenny Kravitz's mom? Anyway, all these, Lori. all these people who are like in their 80s and 90s, and it was called Rethink Aging because Norman Lear did those reboots with Jimmy Kimmel of mm-hmm. his classic TV shows. All and the, all on the family, family. Mom, I was going like, to say, on the children. The good, time, yes. uh, good times, the Jeffersons, one day at a time. And. So we woke up to the news that, you know, uh, that he had passed away at home peacefully, lived at his home in Beverly Hills. While telling stories and singing songs with his family, which is about the cutest thing in the the world. About the cutest thing. That's how I want to go. I love that. And the first two people I thought of was, oh no, Rob Reiner, because Carl Reiner, Mel Brooks, and Norman Lear they lived by each other. I felt very close. And all of their wives have, died yeah. first, and that was unusual. They got together fairly frequently, and I think it used to involve drinking and playing cards, and then it ended up being TV tables and, you know, TV dinners and things like that. Right. right. But um, so anyway, um, it just, he really was. I thought, oh, poor Mel Brooks, poor Rob Reiner, because I think Carl Reiner just died a couple years That's ago. That's what I thought. And Rob Reiner, he did go to, Twitter and he wrote, I loved Norman Lear with all my heart. He was my second father, sending my love to Lynn and the whole Lear family. And um, Roger Friedman wrote, Norman Lear has died at age 101. It turns out no matter how good you are, you can't live forever. And oh, yeah, that's like what a wonderful thing. Can you imagine someone saying that? Isn't that you? what a lovely quote? He, no matter how good you are, you can't can't live forever. live forever. I love that. And he was a TV legend, producer, and writer who did change the culture with his show. He also, Roger Freeman said, he supported everything good in the world, starting with the arts. He was a proud campaigner for liberal causes. He went every award possible and as a fourth act because that's what it is when you live to 101 he had he exemplified the nobility of aging 
And um, he said uh, that he said he's an incredible mensch, of course. Yeah. Anyway, so and other people, um, Harry Shearer from uh, he's an actor. He said his stint as a studio head, which I forgot. Norman Lear was World War Two vet. He also headed up a studio. He did the green light grant for Spinal Tap. This is Spinal Tap. Mm-hmm. This the the head. Other people were like wanting to pass on it, right? And he and, took it, and he gave it the green light. And Jerry O'Connell tweeted a photo of the still from the movie Stand by Me. Oh yeah, true story. Norman Lear funded the completion of Stand by Me. What a movie that was! Does anyone remember that? I don't remember. No that. one knew that no, until Jerry O'Connor just Connell told wow. us that, and so I, I mean, it's amazing. From Barbara Streisand to Jan Brady to George Takai, political comedians. Bridges. Yeah, I mean, everyone is mm-hmm. talking. Barbara did two tweets with photos of him. He made the world a better place. Now make heaven a better place. Love you, Norman. And then she signs it, Barbara, with peace emoji. I mean, I feel like she taps out these I think she does. things with her nails. And uh, <laughs> I really do. That's what... We put her in. It's with her name. With her name. I mean, it just looks like something. And like Cardi B, I don't know how she uses the phone. I don't know um, Chloe Kardashian with their nails. I don't. Maybe know the how. nails have, have the pickle thing, ends. the pickle, the pickle thing, like we did. Um, which people, I hope they have a chance to go to Instagram and enjoy. Um, but yeah, a lot of people. And I looked at the ad, the hashtag Rethink Aging. It was really a cute ad. And um, tomorrow we'll have some. Everyone has had a package prepared on Norman Lear probably since he was 75. And they've had to just keep adding to it. You know what's funny about that, Lori? He's never quit working. I've been saving it, but I just don't want to reach for my stack of papers to go through for weeks now. Because it was on the machine like probably three weeks ago. And it was the woman who wrote the obituary for um, Elizabeth Taylor for the New York Times... How many times she rewrote it? Just that she wrote it in the year, like, probably like 15 years before she passed. Mm -hmm. But she ended up passing before Elizabeth Taylor. But those are bits that just shows you how much in advance they're written. If there's somebody, you know, like we say people are legends, heroes, I can't. But he really and truly was his impact on... Television culture and, and culture, culture and talking about things. And, and if you, everyone watched All in the Family in the 70s, that's what we did. Stanford and Son was about the funniest mm-hmm. thing ever. Yeah. You know, that's what we did. And talking and Archie Bunker was my grandfather. <laughs> I mean, there was something kind of and I liked how my grandma would get a spine around him like Edith did. But he that family mirrored a family that I recognized. You know, with yeah. the, yes. the the kind of bigoted uh, guy who's the head of the family. And just, I mean, just, and it was just the time. I'll never forget the time that my grandpa, when they said uh, they were going to hire women in the mines. Oh. oh, my gosh. In 1976, he just about had a heart attack. Well, my dad was female attorneys. Yeah. They've ruined the, the world, world. The world, right. I mean, they, 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 what is it called when you um, want to redo the case? Yeah. What's that Re-litigate. word? Litigate. Yeah. Um, re. There's a word. What is it? Word that we're missing. Whatever. He's just like that's all they want to yeah. do. I used to shake hands. We'd have a deal. We didn't waste all the court time. <laughs> but Norman Lear like brought how people were talking, what was happening. You know, 
to television, which was how you could talk about race, how you could talk about pregnancy, pregnancy, abortion, the yep. mod. I mean, yeah, so many, was- and truly, truly funny man, mm-hmm. and so sweet with his fisherman bucket hat on. Jimmy Kimmel will probably really break oh. down and cry tonight if he can even if he do can it. Address it. Yeah, and and I guess he has a new. There is going to be a show that he was involved in that's coming out next year called the Pink Marines. I absolutely maybe about I the women in in the Marine Corps, maybe the WACs, <laughs> WACs, <laughs> because he as compared to the WAGs, WAGs, which is the wives and girlfriends. Uh, yeah, the WACs, the WACs. But I don't know what the Pink Marines, the Pink Marine. But um, Paul Rudnick tweeted that that. People are going to be able to enjoy one last show from Norman Lear. Oh, he's so sweet. Okay, we have to take a quick break. When we come back, it's the story bigger than the story that we can't get (laughs) enough of. It's everything. We'll be back. Okay, it is time to Mexicanize your holidays with El Burrito Mercado. They are in full festive mode. I think, you know, there's some traditional things you do on the holidays, but wouldn't it be fun to have tamales and have, um, you know, all this Mexican food for something different and new or just at least to some of your parties? Um, In football, I know people are gathering for They have... So many different salsas. One that is with cilantro and guacamole that is so, so... Oh, yeah, that's got a good name. Well, I I love just having a buffet of Mexican stuff for holiday gatherings. It's easy, and everybody likes the food, and you've got so many choices, and it's affordable. It's so affordable. And go tell Burrito Mercado. It's such a fun grocery store, deli, restaurant. They're open for breakfast seven days a week. They've got happy hour Tuesday through Friday um, that people love. And there's so many great presents to buy in their Mercado. That's El Burrito. All right, everybody. That woman you hear is the Time Magazine's uh, Person of the Year. And this is the first time, I believe, in like a lot, a lot, a lot of years that they named the Person of the Year. It... um, it's been 33 years since anyone has accomplished being the notable person of the year. Wow. Um, oh, excuse me. Read it wrong. Okay. He's 33 years old. Yes. Sorry, people. Okay. Details. Just reading out loud and online. Swift is the first solo person of the year in Time's 96-year history. Wow. Really? 96 first That's solo. And the guy was on the Today Show that was in charge of picking because they had like eight mm. finalists. Including Vladimir Putin and he was, Barbie. The, he was, <laughs> Putin was on last year. Oh, okay. But Barbie seemed relevant. And yeah, yeah, pick. yeah. But they said this, she just brought so much joy and so many different levels to so many um, people around the world. And he said she just embodies joy. And it's been triumph after triumph for her. Yes. For her, you know, um, And it's a week before her birthday, and this happens, and something like this, you know, she doesn't give that many in-depth interviews. And this is a very in-depth, thoughtful interview. The guy who interviewed her might be in one of the top ten celebrity profiles, if you read the whole thing. Mm -hmm. And she's so good at her game of being Taylor Swift, and she's the storyteller, okay? She's the storyteller, but the ghostwriter for Britney's book, Sam Lansky, did this profile for Time Magazine. Oh, he did. That's right. That's right. I saw that. Name. Sam, okay. so he's Britney's ghostwriter. He, you know, very good uh, writer. And 
But I think there's a couple of key quotes, and we posted, first of all, posing with one of her cats wrapped around her neck. On the cover of Time Magazine, that, there's three different covers. I yeah, love that. That is epic, and her hair is back, and it's not, you know, it's, she looks badass. Uh, to quote the Swifties, mother is mothering was the big uh, grand headline everywhere. Yeah. And um, But anyway, a couple of key quotes. Here's something she said, um, and this could basically could almost sum up the whole article. She told Sam, this is the proudest and happiest I've ever felt and the most creatively fulfilled and free I've ever been. She's one week away from her 34th birthday. Ultimately, can we can convolute it all we want or try to overcomplicate it, but there's only one que- question. And then she says to Sam, she goes, are you not entertained? Ah, wow. That, wow. I know. And we are entertained. I mean, we've got sports, the rom-com, the, the, the music, the concerts, all of this stuff. So, the fact that she said that and then and then her other thing that none of us knew, including I checked in with Brittany, that in um what was it, twenty sixteen? Seventeen. Twenty seventeen, where she talked about the time Oh you Oh want, no, you're talking about Kim Kardashian. I'm talking about the yeah. time that Kanye and um Kim put her on blast and how how she felt about um like I got to get it in the whole context. Um right Well, she said first at the beginning of the interview she said but when it comes to Kanye West and Scooter Braun she said um she has learned that trash takes itself out every single time. And if you remember Scooter Braun lost a lot of his clients this year. Mm-hmm. Demi Lovato, Justin mm-hmm. Bieber, Ariana Grande. So uh and then she said and I've also learned there's no point in actively trying to quote unquote defeat your enemies. And um so I love that she said the trash takes the trash out but she said she was asked about when Kanye released Famous in 2016 in which he rapped he might still have sex with Taylor because he made that bitch famous. Right. And she had said at the time, I never gave you permission to use my name. And then Kim Kardashian leaked an edited version Mm -hmm. of a private phone call, which it's illegal to tape, Right. uh, between the two musicians. And when she was asked about it, she said, you have a fully manufactured frame job in an illegally recorded phone call, which Kim Kardashian edited and then put out to say to everyone that I was a liar. That took me down psychologically to a place I've never been before. So do the math. That was seven years ago. Mm-hmm. So 33, that's however she, I moved to a foreign country. I didn't leave the rental house for a year. I was afraid to get on phone calls. I pushed away most people in my life because I didn't trust anyone anymore. I went down really, really hard. And I texted that to Brittany and I said, did you know this? I know, it's really bad. She did not know No, I don't know. And She shared it, but remember when she came out with Reputation? Well, that's what she said. So Brittany just wrote back, snakes about (laughs) Kim Kanye Scooter, she said, but we got reputation out of it. So thank you, Kim and Kanye. And when the re-recording of Reputation comes out, 
She put in all explanation or all caps. There will be no explanation needed. So right. and and but and, she no one knew that that happened. Like she never let anyone know like how devastating that was because it wasn't true what Kim was representing. One hundred percent. Oh. Kim? Well, Kim went hardcore on it again because I read something else about it. Is that she, in 2020, she, yeah. the Kardashian star slammed Taylor Swift for rehashing the incident to, incident to raise awareness for the COVID-19 pandemic. And she tweeted at the time, this is what Kim Kardashian tweeted about Taylor Swift based on the illegal re, um, recording saying she's got Four the receipts, later. blah, 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 blah. At Taylor Swift 13 has chosen to reignite an old exchange. That at this point in time feels very self-serving given the suffering millions of real victims are facing right now. To be clear, the only issue I have ever had around the situation with was that Taylor lied through her publicist who stated that Kanye never called us for permission. They clearly spoke, so I'll let you all see that. Nobody ever denied the word bitch was used without her permission. Oh, Kim. Jeez, I hope she doesn't respond to this. Well, the thing that I'm just going to say for Kim, she had to defend her husband at that point in time because she was still in love with him. I think she went out of love when he started running for president and did all. I mean, she had just had it. I don't want to But there was a phone call, even though she illegally recorded it. What she's saying is there was a phone call. That's all I get. But that. Kim, but she, what she's saying is that it was Mrs. Taylor is saying, ah, contraire, these guys are lying. Mm-hmm. I believe Taylor, well, not Kim I, on I'm this one. I'm yeah. just telling you what she wrote. Yeah, because Kim doubling down on that, I mean, to what end? Maybe because sometimes you doth protest too much because you've hit too close to home. She didn't like that that was getting, draw, you know, put out there again because she probably really felt like a, Real she feels she's got a feel for doing like, it, and today even more so. Even more so, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because that's the thing that's making the rounds is that she moved to a different country, and I don't know whose grandma said it. Trash takes itself out every single time. It sounds like a southern euphemism, doesn't it? It does. Yes. I love it. I like it a lot. I love it. All right. Hey, gang, Lori and Julia here from Minneapolis Anti-Aging Minneapolis Skin Clinic uh, located in Golden Valley in Maple Grove, and they've got a couple really great promotions. Right now, the Hydrofacial is $60 off. It's just $149. It would be great to give to someone who needs some extra time and just would love and don't usually get facials. You know what I mean? It'd be such a great gift for somebody. Um, you can call them, find out, or to book for yourself and have glowing skin. Maybe you've got an event, a holiday party, yeah. something good you haven't done. And really, a hydrofacial, we did them all the time with Dr. Crutchfield. And I've already done two. You've done two there, and I just got the okay to go there. But it's always been our favorite because it's a working facial and relaxation yeah. and productive. It's wonderful. Yes, and they also have gift card specials going on. gift card for only $400 at 20% off that you can use whenever. $250 gift card for only $200. Good for everything, even products. MPLSSkin.com for more information. Thank you, Grant. And of course, later on today, we're giving away a pair of tickets to Chris Stapleton at the... 
the U.S. Bank Stadium on Saturday, April 6th. And we're going to play Two Truths and a Lie later in our show. Mm-hmm. I know the Cougar news was a lot of people were talking that a Cougar was spotted in Kenwood the other day. The first thing Casey said to me when I got up, he goes, <laughs> you're going to read a story and see a picture about a Cougar over by Lake of the Isles. And I'm like, what? Was I, I mean, spotted? Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> no, but so apparently it got killed on 394 today by a Hummer, no yeah. less. Um, so <sighs> the driver hit a cat last night in the middle of the night. Well, he got, got on, on his ring cam going across his uh, driveway with a bloodied uh, raccoon carcass left behind. You know, oh I God. I always no, wonder. This happened at 394. No, that's oh. where, but 394 was, is so yeah, close yeah, yeah, to yeah, Kenwood. Yeah. My gosh, it's just he's zipping around. Yeah. You know, the cougar was start. also known as a mountain lion. Mountain lion, yeah. I saw one cross uh, 35 one time at, at dusk. I was in a car and another guy, and I mean, I thought it was. I thought I've never seen a dog move that fast. Boosh across the road, and then right. the guy looked at me. And I looked at him, and he just kind of went, oh, my God. We kind of went, ah, like that. And then I realized after, that was a bobcat or a cougar. I remember calling my dad, and he gave me the four. Absolutely, that was a you know, a cougar or mountain lion. We they, have, roam, we have they, ro- they roam like a big area. Yeah. It was the, um, there have been over 80 verified cougar occurrences in Minneapolis since the DNR started tracking them just in 2007. And they must wander out of a wooded area that they've, you know, maybe they've come down through Theodore Worth Park. There you Somehow go. they connected <laughs> with a park oh that met gosh. a park. I, I don't know, because I don't know how they crossed the freeways. Without getting killed, well, they do run fast. I mean, that thing shot out in front of me, and I oh my gosh, yeah, I just remember thinking, wow. Okay, you'll kind of like this canoe for cops. Ely, Minnesota, is going to start using recruit police officers to do paddling through the Boundary Waters to police oh, it. People will want that job. I, I, I jeez, I'm yeah. just gonna. It's a job report today. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, speaking of a job report, yes. so this morning, I don't know why. Uh, ever since Casey is blown out his shoulder, I'm getting up at sympathy times with him and getting up at like 6 a.m. naturally instead of my natural 7 a.m. Sympathy times. So, yeah, I just want to like kind of, you know, sit with him and whatever. Yeah, yeah. He's always goes, what are you doing up? You know, but I this we, is my time. This is my time. You know, right. kind of People thing. protect that in their homes. Yeah. And so anyway, we we're kind of laughing, but he, that's how he's gotten little tastes of the Golden Bachelor dancing with the stars and has become a loyal fan of Jimmy Kimmel because that's the stuff sometimes I'll watch very often in the morning. Yes, of course. Yeah. And um, so we're watching Dancing with the Stars and Casey knows what's going on. I'm happy to report that everybody came back, you know, for the finale night. Breed, Bre- Greg Brady was there with... The- a golden blazer and no shirt on. He's really embracing his shirtless. I love this shirtless. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then Maurizio was there acting painfully obtuse. Jamie Lynn Spears looked like a little golden baked potato and everybody had to wear golden dresses. Juliana Huff had a dress on. We couldn't see the back of it in case you wanted to, but it was netting above. She had butt crack cleavage. Oh, lovely. And, that always um, looks good. Yeah, and, you know, so it was the finals. It was uh, that... Those uh, four people. Five. Remember, oh, they, they let five, five. They let Allison Hannigan dance, even though she was the first one eliminated. But they did a three-hour 
extravaganza. It it could have been two. It, it I didn't it, even yeah I recorded it. it. I didn't watch even a second. And it was then, really good. The dances well, that sure. they had, the group they had everybody. They did something we've never seen, and I've often wondered why Dancing with the Stars didn't take us back to hair and makeup and the seamstresses and tailors. We got to go backstage and see where they're sewing the cost because I'm always dazzled by the what they wear that matches their outfit. So for the first time on Dancing with the Stars, we go backstage, we see the glam, we see all this. They drop down from the ceiling on mirror balls. All five of them. Okay, Jason that's Mraz. Really cool. That's really cool. Ch- that's really Charity. cool. That's cool. Yeah, it was so cool. And then uh, Sochi and um, who was the other the other person? Anyway. It, the gal was, from Oh, Vanderbilt Ariana was, Maddox. Yes. So who, here's spoiler alert. Sochi won. Jason Mraz was runner-up, Ariana was third, Charity was fourth, and Allison was fifth. And they had group dances, and um, Val Shermakowski, he still has a perm, like a lot of uh, His partner won, right? Yeah, so she. She was really... Just okay, but get to good. the fun part. So the fun this part. Is, this is the fun part because but, I didn't watch it. Nah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was just kind of a fun show, but way too long. Three way hours too long. is a commitment. Way too long. Two and a half is even. Yeah, and they had way too much judge talk. And it's a, the mirror ball is called the Len Goodman mirror ball. Okay. And so they show his picture, which I like. But as they're running up against the end of the credits, and honestly, they barely got the announce the the person announced when they were going off the air. Alfonso was saying blah blah blah, and who's smiling and looking? I don't know. I think ABC just put her in that position, but it's Leslie Fema ah! from The Golden Bachelor, ah! and the the story has been she could be viewed as a potential to be on Dancing with the Stars because they feel like Gary is going to be old golden. You know, Leadfoot, and here's Leslie, the woman she's who was scorned. She was a dancer, dancer, and an ice skater. She's got a great story, and there she is, strategically placed. Right? I mean, that ABC did that deliberately. Here's here's what we got from. Um, mm-hmm. from I spied that right at the end, Julia. Okay, did you watch the finale? Uh-huh. This is from um, DC. Did you watch the finale? Leslie Fema from the Golden Badgers sitting right in the front row, close to the stage. Same side as the judges' table. Nice perk from being on the show, probably, since she's a dancer, too. I bet she's in. But here's what hit People Magazine today. Mm-hmm. Her glow-up is happening big time. Yeah, yeah, People, yeah. We had the Us Magazine. She's doing some podcasts. Mm-hmm. We She's coming on ours sometime soon if one of us decides we even want to put in the dump to get a hold of her, which she we has do. A we just, I'm ready for her to call us, Yeah, um, which is so crazy. All right, so here's what she said. Um, the headline is Golden Bachelor's Leslie Fema claims she um, once received ex- explicit love letters from Prince, and she revealed, you know, she dated him. So the story goes on, and this is just today in mm-hmm. People Magazine. Um, she said, after revealing blah, 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 I was 18 and my cousin, his name was Bobby Z. Bobby Z, the drummer in yes. the revolution. Prince's drummer, but even, uh, but before the revolution became a band and he was Prince's friend. She tells blah, blah, blah. They just were very good friends. Like Bobby took him to get his driver's license and all that. Not only that, but my brother was his personal valet for 12 years and my sister did his makeup. Oh, wow. And she goes, I didn't know any of this. So Bobby introduced us. And I mean, we were the same age. We were 18. He was amazing. I got to go to his house. He'd play guitar and sing for me. And you know. And he wasn't Prince yet. No. Yeah. He was just an amazing person. 
People think he was quiet, but he was hysterical. He was just really, really funny, and I love the humor. And she said he, her, um, Bobby brought her to um, a fashion show she was in, and she was dancing I'm down the stairs. Oh wow! At the fashion show and holding on to poles, kind of. She came downstairs, and she recalled. And after he said to her, Prince said to Leslie Fema, "You are a sexy dancer. I'm going to write a song about you." And she's like, "Okay." So, anyways, the song came out a little bit after that. But then she said she, after high school, went on to join the Ice Follies, and she was an ice skater. And um, at one point... Oh, is she not going to be the Golden Bachelorette? I know it. I know it. She mm-hmm. talks about her love letters, and they were a little explicit. But she said um, she came and had a change of heart with Prince during a break from the touring on the Ice, uh, ice Follies. Uh, sharing, I came home for Christmas break, and again, no cell phones... We had to have a plan to meet at a certain location at midnight. And then I was at my cousin's house at a party that was very close to this location. I kept looking at my watch, and then I had an hour left. And it's 11 o'clock at night, and it takes me five minutes to get there. So I thought, I'm a good. And then I see Brad, who was my first husband, across the room. I had known him before, but I see him, and he is so handsome and he's got these sleepy eyes and we started talking and uh-huh. i'm looking at my watch and it's 11 15 11 30 11 40 11 45 so she never goes i hope so because that's where the story cut off oh jeez! <laughs> I, think, I, think, I, I think she never goes i think i grant is grant is saying some funny words <laughs> over there yeah was there more to the story grant that we forgot to touch on no i think she might have added a few things to the story well, but as yeah, one does after a few does. years yeah, yeah, everything okay. everything um ends you know yeah. a little bit better but yeah hey, she found some uh she found her ex and well i like he can't deny the story yeah he can't right right so and also she when she you know everyone remembers having being 18 and you know you like you may Maybe you're kind of dating somebody. You know, it's nothing that's talked about. So if she goes off and skates, you can totally see. I mean, he's not even Prince yet. And, he's and just, she said at the he's end just of the story, this guy named Prince. Something like he was becoming Prince. Right. When I, you know, right then. Right, when she was watch. falling for sleepy-eyed Brad. Yeah. Sleepy-eyed Brad. <laughs> and I know what she means. I, I personally love a sleepy... Uh, Kind of a slow-eyed man. Ah, <laughs> you know? look at you. I know it. I know a it. slow-eyed, not even sleepy. <laughs> yeah. Um, because he wasn't tired. He's just got slow eyes <laughs> that linger. And that's S- You want to look here? You want to look here? It's S-L-O-E, not S-L-O-W. S-L-O-E. Ah. And it, it usually means uh, dark... Usually dark almond shaped eyes. You you have you probably read, read it in a book I and you didn't it. like realize even what the heck they were talking about. But um yeah. Hmm. You know me. I wanna always um you know, use a literary word when I can, when it just pops into Thank my mouth. Thank you for sharing yes. your thesaurus, yeah. thesaurus with us today. Yeah. We'll be right back. This is Lori and Julian, my talk. Hello, everybody. Okay, just getting back to every, every, everything. We just wrapped up something. I did have something that I wanted to share, Lori, about um, a really cool thing about, we were talking about Taylor Swift winning for the first time in 96 years. I don't even think it's winning. Winning. She was named. She was chosen. She was chosen to be the Time Magazine Person of the Year 
And there's a great story in there about Kenny Chesney and her big break was going to come when she was going to be the warm up act and travel with Kenny Chesney when she was 17. Wow. She finds out she's getting the gig of the lifetime. She's super excited. It was going to change my career, she says, rethinking about it. I was so excited. But just a couple weeks later, I returned home and found my mom sitting on the front stairs crying. My mom was weeping. Her head was in her hands as if there had been a family emergency. And um, she just had her hands in her head. She was devastated for her daughter. Chesney's tour had been sponsored by a beer company. And they couldn't As a result, she was too young to join them on the road. Isn't that something? But so then, Kenny Chesney knew... Taylor Swift was going to be a big star. I knew how des- devastated Talented she was. Yes. Yeah. And um, he sent her a card on her 18th birthday, which was just a few months later, in, in which he wrote, I'm so sorry that you couldn't come on tour. I so want to make it up to you. Within the card, there was a check for an undisclosed sum of money, more money than Taylor had ever seen in her life. It allowed her not only to fuel her dreams, but but to pay bonuses for her band. Wow. She got a tour bus out of it. I mean, it was a check. Wow, wow. And then um, when she just had one album under her belt, mm-hmm. belt when he chose her, and he just knew he was headed, headed, she was just headed for greatness. She was a writer who had something to say. Mm. That isn't something you can fake by writing cliches. You can only live it, then write it as real as possible. Yeah. And that makes... You know, yeah, Kenny does so many good things, but he's so under, you know, he just stays quiet, stays under the radar in his bare feet. Well, it's always great when you have a, a you know, a, a headliner act who, like, really wants to give the fans, like, a great opening act. And something new and something different. Something new. Yeah. I think of Keith Urban gave Kelsey Ballerini yes. her break. Yes. He brought her on his, uh, when he did his fairground thing, whatever that was, seven years ago or something. Yeah. And she we'd never heard of her. And we were like, wow, this girl is really fun. Did and the really Rolling good. Stones give Prince a little break? They, they, he, <laughs> it's only, yeah, Prince opened for the Rolling Stones on the West Coast. But anyway. I really kind of, I just thought that was really cool. Uh, can can very I go? cool. Yeah, yeah. It, it very. I, I love that. I mean, this interview is so good. People it are going to want to get it. It's yeah. a great, yeah. she talks a lot. And we she, never get her talking. No, not, yeah. not this in we, She talks through song. That's that's correct. Mm-hmm. That's correct. Um, can I talk about my boyfriend who I was obsessed Which with one? last year on the march to the Oscar that he was robbed from? Austin, Austin Butler. Butler. <laughs> oh, God. I, we hide these stories from okay. you. I don't know how you found no, this. But he's about to enter his uh, movie star year just like it's going to cement it because he's got three big projects okay. coming out. And the, the first one, well, we thought we were going to see this movie, Bike Riders was going to be released in December. Now it's not. It's been pushed back to April, and it's kind of like a Sons of Anarchy yes, type of situation. So the good. origin of a bike gang. It takes place in 64, I believe. In 1964, so we're going to get all of that. I love oh. that. And then... Tom Hardy's in it, too. Oh. It looks so good, and I don't know why they moved it back to April. 
Because because at the time they didn't know when this the SAG thing was going to end and they couldn't promote it and yeah. he's probably such a big part of it and they want to use him to promote and it. And Tom so Hardy, they would want. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah that's absolutely. That's a duo right there. So okay, so he's in. Uh, this is a nine part series that's going to be on in the dead of winter, January twenty sixth on Apple. Another reason to own Apple. It's called Master <laughs> or to Apple's stream it. paying as part of everything. Right, they should. It's I know called it. Masters of the Air, and this is Steven Spielberg partnering again uh, with Tom Hanks. Think of it as a companion piece to Band of Brothers and the Pacific. Love it. And Masters of the Air, our friend Sandy's dad was in this squadron. It's the men of the 100th Bomb Group. So we don't know this story, this right. world. They were known as the Bloody 100th, and they did wow. the bombing raids over Nazi Germany, and it was freezing cold. The planes, you know, the uh, lack of oxygen, yes. uh, the sheer terror of the... the it's, and, and many of them get shot down, captured, but a lot of them get wounded and killed, and it had like an incredibly high... You did not come back from the mission, and we haven't seen this part of World death. War II. Yeah. And it's got Austin Butler, Callum Turner, and Barry um, Keegan from Banshees of Oh, and Sheeran, yeah. that guy, the guy who's like um, you know, kind of homely but kind of handsome. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, you, yeah, I think. I know. How would you describe the guy? Jolie you're trying to Lade. Set me? In French, you go Jolie Lade. You don't say El Nino. <laughs> No, 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 no. And you probably don't say homely. You say, sounds better in French, jolie la day. And that means homely cute? It means pretty ugly is pretty actually ugly, the literal so, yeah. translation, Love I it. think. But anyway, looks fantastic. It does look fantastic. And this is the full trailer. Grant It's going to be a it. Friday night thing, Lori. Yes. And it's going to be through March 15th. So it's going to be something to it's keep. the dead of winter. Keep you going. And then the other one that we actually was released this weekend, and we're not going to see it till next summer, but we all watched it last winter, The House of Dragons. Mm. We... I loved it. Yeah. I absolutely... But remember... The, I love the Amazon like, one, and I love the... When are we going to see it? Summer of 2024, but we got a trailer. Yep. Is it any good? Does it, it give does you anything? It does look good. Is, is, are the main evil people coming back? Yes. Okay. Yeah, we see, uh, you know, Emma D'Arcy. I mean, we see everybody that we saw. Um, and this was the Max one, right? HBO yeah. Max? Yes. I loved the one that was on Amazon Prime. Blood, Cheese, and Dragon Seeds. Um, that one on Amazon Prime was... The prequel to... It was the Ra- Lord of the Rings. Lord of the Rings, yeah. yeah. Oh, I that love was Power of the Ring. Shot. That was amazing. Yeah, beautiful. When beautiful. is that coming back? I, I'm going to Google it right now. Yeah. Power of the Rings Season 2. That was so good. But yeah, um, we're going to get Dragon Seeds... Uh, there's some mysterious Don't get wet nurse. your gums. There's some mysterious wet nurse. There's two assassins, <laughs> one named Blood and one named Cheese. Oh, wet nurse. <laughs> That's okay, so here. Yeah. Season two potential release date. Twenty twenty six. Twenty four. I can't read it this fast because I've got all those pop up ads. We're gonna be right back. Well, this is Lori and Julia on my top.